Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. When it comes to average temperature increases due to climate change, the Bay Area and Los Angeles will not experience warming equal to the amount of greenhouse gases they produce. That's according to a new study out of the Monterey Bay Aquarium. KQED climate reporter Laura Clivens has more. The study points to the incredible inequality of the effects of climate change. Greenhouse gases come from human sources all over the planet and are then mixed in the atmosphere, working like a blanket that insulates Earth. This means the amount of emissions from one location is not commensurate with the warming there. Kyle Van Houten is the lead author on the study. You can think of this a bit like secondhand smoke. Someone who has maybe never even touched a cigarette in their entire life could experience the ill effects And climate change in some ways kind of works like that. Most of the planet is experiencing more climate change than the proportion to its emissions. In the U.S., that's places like Alaska, Montana, Idaho. Locations that will not feel average warming effects equal to their emissions are eastern states like New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. For The California Report, I'm Laura Clivens. Hi, I'm Tyler Foggett. Join me and my colleagues as we go beyond the headlines and deepen your understanding of the forces shaping our world today on The Political Scene, a newly updated podcast from The New Yorker. With episodes three times each week, The Political Scene accesses the sharpest minds in politics for insight and analysis about everything from abortion rights to the war in Ukraine. Make sure you're following The Political Scene, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Every Thursday, I'm getting the inside take from the best reporters in the country on what figures like Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are doing. I think she wants to make things happen. She wants to get legislation passed. She made clear to me that she wants to have a president who upholds Christian values. She embraces the term Christian nationalist. That's Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair, available wherever you get your podcasts. The Summer Olympic Games in Tokyo start in a few days, and once again, California is well represented with a number of athletes competing for the U.S. Olympic team. The California Report will be following two of those athletes on their Olympic journey. The first Olympian we're talking to is David Smith, a middle blocker for the U.S. men's indoor volleyball team. David grew up in Saugus in Los Angeles County, and this will be his third time at the Summer Games. We first asked him how he got involved in the sport of volleyball. To be honest, at first it was just an off-season sport. Soccer was my love for most of my childhood. So, you know, soccer and uh, in the area where I was was a winter sport. And so, you know, I kind of spent the fall training for soccer, played winter with my high school team, and then kind of the off-season was the spring season. And so instead of going to PE or doing something else, like I just went straight into volleyball. And um, yeah, probably for the first two, three years of my high school career, Soccer was still my my number one priority. But then, 
you know, I, I was growing and I kept growing and I never stopped growing. And it became pretty, pretty obvious that I might have a little bit of an advantage if I, you know, focused a little bit more on volleyball. And like I said, you know, I loved all sports growing up. And so it wasn't like a huge decision to, to kind of change sports to volleyball because it just seemed to work well for me. You know, I, I still love soccer. I still played it all the way until I graduated high school. Did you ever think in high school or even in college that you would make it to the world stage in volleyball? I was a late recruit for college like I had actually decided I wanted to go to UC Santa Barbara to try to walk on that program and then I got recruited during that summer between my senior year in high school and my freshman year in college John Spra from UC Irvine came recruited me I ended up changing universities and then yeah first year I was the, I was the red shirt I was just kind of another guy in the gym and then things happened people got injured and you know a spot opened up you know, I was able to fill that spot and, you know, I kept growing and kept getting opportunities and kept proving myself. And I, I wasn't even an All-American until my senior year. So, like, I was good, but I was never, like, I never saw myself as, like, one of the dominant players. And so, just kind of, like, I kept my head down, kept working. And, you know, I think that hard work paid off over a long period of time. And, you know, slowly, I, you know, I was on the starting lineup and then I was getting national recognition. And then it really wasn't until my senior year when, John Sparrow, my coach at UC Irvine, he's the head coach with the national team now. But he even mentioned like, hey, like, you know, you could continue playing volleyball professionally overseas. What was it like training during the pandemic when there was so much uncertainty around the world? We weren't able to get back together last summer at all due to the coronavirus and, you know, where, where guys were at. But then we started to figure things out a little bit in the fall. Everybody went back over to the proceeds. Um, we all kind of had to stay safe, go through the, the challenges of playing through a coronavirus pandemic. And then, yeah, I mean, we've all had our sights on Tokyo ever since. And I imagine this was all very different from your other experiences before the Olympics. I've been playing professionally for 13, 14 years now, and like I've never had, never had a season like this before, you know? So just like a lot of learning, a lot of uncertainty, but at the same time, just a lot of you know, trusting yourself to get through that moment. And I think the last few weeks, especially, you know, that we've been together as a team, it, you can see the clarity again, you know, like it, it's here, you know, like the moment is here and we're, we're ready to embrace it. We're ready to attack it. And we're ready to take advantage of it. You know, I think there's almost a new sense of value to it because it was almost taken away. Did you ever have any second thoughts about traveling to Japan, given the state of emergency there and rules that have been put in place? I'm not too concerned about it. I mean, we just had a tournament in Italy last month. So, like I said, most of the guys have been playing in Europe. So we've kind of been on the move, obviously, with new variants and stuff popping up. It's not 100% under control. But uh, I think Japan and IOC are doing a fantastic job of doing their best to mitigate, you know, any spread or any outbreak, I think. You know, athletes understand the importance of our responsibility to contributing to that bubble. 
That was Southern California native David Smith, a member of the U.S. men's indoor volleyball team, speaking with the California Report's Keith Mizuguchi. We'll hear more from David about his experiences in Tokyo throughout the games. The first game for the U.S. men's indoor volleyball team is on July 24th. They're playing France. We'll also be tracking the progress of a member of the U.S. shooting team from Tuolumne County. She's participating in the Olympics for the first time this year. And that is the California Report for Friday, July 16th. We are a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Katie McBurn and Danny Bringer, with assistance from Seal Muller. Our producers are Mary Franklin Harvin and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our director of news is Vinnie Tong. Our executive editors, Ethan Tovin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good day and weekend. Support for the California Report comes from Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Paint Care, now with 800 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. And Stanford Medicine, protecting your health and providing dependable care with safe in-person appointments and video visits. StanfordHealthCare.org slash Adapting Care. Support for this podcast comes from ODC Dance. The world-class company returns for Dance Downtown, March 27th through the 31st, with two electrifying programs and five works, springing from cartoon, the news, and human connection. ODC.Dance slash Downtown. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions. Online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. Hey, John Favreau here. There's no shortage of political takes in 2024, but quantity doesn't cut it. We need a better conversation about the latest biggest election of our lives. On Pod Save America, me and my co-host cut through the noise to help you figure out what matters and how you can help. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Pod Save America is breaking down the political news that makes us laugh, cry, and snap our laptops in half. Expensive year for laptops. Make sure to check out new episodes of Pod Save America on your favorite podcast platform or our YouTube channel now.